Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bachelor Party. We're about to get into it. As usual, I just want to let you know, this is a pretty spoiler-heavy episode for Clacia season and the back half. We really get into it. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, just maybe skip the episode. I wouldn't usually recommend that, and I hope that you don't, but just just wanted you to know. All right, here we go. Let's batch. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Tonight, I'm joined by the star of tonight's Bachelor Greatest Season Ever, Mr. Nick Fial. Hi, Nick. Hi, Juliet. So nice to talk to you. Um, Nick, you're the last person that I did an in-person podcast with back on March 10th, I think it was, 2020. I remember that fondly. and uh... I do, too. I remember exiting my studio with my hand like using my sweatshirt to push on the door like not really knowing what was what and i was just like Uh what covid and then i thought (laughs) thought i would be out of work or not at work but working from home for two two weeks and here we are six and a half months later five and a half months later excuse me that's guys can't believe it's been can you believe it you know nothing surprises me uh, anymore I guess I can believe it. I'm going. I'm a little. I'm a little surprised how like much I've just kind of acclimated to like. All right. Well, I guess this is it. Like, it hasn't. Re- I haven't really freaked myself out. Right. Like, like the doomsday in me. Like, it's one of those things you just progressively deal with. Right. If you would are like have the benefit of seeing it in the future and just see an out of context shot of everyone wearing masks and stuff like that, you'd be like, oh my god, what. <laughs> What's going on? But I don't it's know. super. It's super weird. Um, it yeah. seems like you've picked up some new hobbies. Like you're really into roller skating now. Uh, well, I've always been into roller skating, but I've I've definitely uh, decided to invest some of my free time into getting better at roller skating. Um, I believe you had a roller skating date with Raven, huh? I did, and that was really what um, brought it back into my life. I I, I roller skated <laughs> as a kid. And uh, I, I didn't ever, I didn't for twenty some years, and I got the skates I have now, or the skates that uh, I got that day, on that date, and um, thank God for that because it's really um, been beneficial to my mental health, <laughs> uh, my fun, Good. my Instagram, all of the above. It's really, it's that's made- great. Um, there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about, including the episode tonight, what that was like for you revisiting all of it. Um, but first. A little bit of a controversy, depending on who you ask. They released the official, with what we call in the biz, the key art for Claire season. It's really Clacia season, but they're leading with Claire. I presume at some point we'll get a whole new slew of publicity photos of starring Tasha. I'm, I'm really quite curious and confused by the. I mean, listen, I guess the marketing strategy is great because it's people are just curious, right? Yeah. I mean, the. Well, so in that on. sense. We'll we'll talk technicalities and logistics in a second. But did you see this poster for Claire? For Claire, where she's wearing like a velvet blazer, she's holding a rose. There's a the man, graduate poster. The graduate poster. Yes. That's okay. The, yeah. 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 Did you that. did you recognize it as uh, a parody of the graduate when you saw it? At first, no, and then I immediately I think people made the comparisons, and I was like, okay, cool. So I have largely quit Twitter. Like I'm not really on Twitter very much. And so I, I thank you. It's a lot better. Um, I saw the poster yesterday 
And I was like, interesting. She's wearing pants. What an interesting de- decision. I don't think they've really done something like this, like casual look before. I wonder what the thought was. Then this morning, I wake up to see this conversation happening in the Bachelor Party Podcast Facebook group, which is a very lively conversation spot. I recommend it. Um, and people pointed out, which I guess is now widely recognized, that it was a play on the graduate poster. And a lot of fans' feedback was that it was sexist, that they are um, commenting on how Claire's so much older than her men and whatnot, which is is valid. We'll come back to that. But I just want to say the poster doesn't make sense if that's the point, because she's she's in the Dustin Hoffman position, who's much younger than Anne Bancroft. So if it was really a play on the graduate, it would be that Claire is half the age of her suitors or something. I don't know. It's just the thing is, it was supposed to be a play on age, but it just like doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I've been I'm familiar with the movie The Graduate. I, I haven't seen it in its entirety, so I can't speak Ever? to... Ever? You've never seen it in its entirety? I, yeah, and I know that's a miss on my part. I Nick, it's a I good one. Ne- I know, I know. I, I've, I'm, I'm ashamed to s- say that, but that is true. <laughs> okay, well, here's uh, the plot. It's really straightforward. Dustin Hoffman is having an affair with like his friend's mom, with an older woman. And then there's a point at the end where he goes to the church and each whatever... And, and, you know, there's the famous Simon and Garfunkel song, whatever. So, like, the it's just the comparison doesn't make any sense. The, like, they're trying to, like, make a comment on Claire's age and her being older. But, like, the, it just doesn't work. I, I get that. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, we're sensitive times and I understand. I, I, I And I don't know the people in the PR department for Warner Brothers or ABC. But I'm willing to guess that they probably didn't even put that much thought into it. I, I do know, like when they do these photo shoots and they come up with these marketing strategies, they have a bunch of different ideas and storyboards and like vision boards. Sure. And they maybe just thought it looked like a cool poster that they probably definitely ripped off from The Graduate, but I don't know if it got, goes much further than the poster itself. I don't know. Like- the pants is is more progressive in terms of like women that was in my pants. first thought. Like, I was like, cool, like, cool why, outfit for Claire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why does it have to be always a princess gown or something, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's. I just don't imagine them trying I, to be like a, uh, not, Easter egg just, kind of. It's just a whiff. Yeah, it's just a whiff because they clearly are not looking to court controversy. I think they're trying to be more progressive. Obviously, they. He did the call for two um, black leads with Matt and Tasha. I'm certain that that no one was like, let's let's drum people up. But that said, this like ignorance and overlooking stuff like that is like almost as bad as, you know, well, I guess I mean, and I apologize. I'm a little confused. It's so it's sexist because Claire's older and because the men are so frequently older than the women. Like there's usually much younger. They're made. The fact that they're making a deal about and they yes, never made exactly. a deal. Okay, fair. Okay, fair yeah, enough. It's, yeah, it's it's not it's not great. I don't know. It's not good. It's I I don't I don't want to excuse it, but my main my main complaint is that it doesn't make any sense. Claire as the Dustin Hoffman character and Mrs. Robinson just doesn't make sense. However, I thought she looked very nice in the outfit. I was glad to see her wearing jeans. Shout out to Claire. I don't know the whole thing. It's a, it's a bad first note for this season. Um, also. I think people will move on fast. I think they probably will too. Move on.org. 
Um, but it's just the whole thing. The whole thing is weird. Um, okay, sure. let's let's ourselves move on now that we've noted this. Um, your episode of The Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever was on this evening, and how did, how did it feel rehashing all the drums? I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't really watch it. Um, but it was fine. I mean, you know, I I've said like when the season aired, I was fine with it. You know, there wasn't any like, ah, oh, you know, there weren't any moments I was hoping they wouldn't air versus airing and things like that. And uh, overall I have positive feelings about my season. So great. You know, but also like, I don't, how many people are really watching this thing? Kind of oh, thing. shots fired. I don't know the answer to that. No, it's the, just like, I don't, the, ra- the ratings are poor though. Yeah. They're, a lot of people aren't watching network television to begin with. But hey, listen, I, it's cool to be in the uh, in the lineup and I I don't I don't have too much of an opinion about it, but overall I guess cool. I wasn't like dreading it. <laughs> um I think that you just look drastically different like from when you were first on Andy season. I think it's just like maybe you've just, you know, grown up. How many years ago were you on Andy season 6? 6, yeah. So I, uh, listen, I, it's obviously that's something that people like to, I don't think I, not that you ever look bad. You never look bad, buddy, but it's just different. Well, yeah, I I don't think I look as different in reality as I do in photos. And like, I also think I did hit my ugly phase of life on Andy's season. Interesting. I've never thought, Uh, I always feel like my ugly phase of life was when I was like going through puberty, but interesting to think about, huh? I mean, I, again, it was my first time on TV, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't like I, yeah, this, I, people love to, I love joking about my glow up. I mean, I have fun with it, but I think it's, um, I just had a really bad haircut and I didn't have a tan and uh, it turns out I look slightly better with facial hair, you know? It's, um, we used to call you Norm Cornick back in the day. I know. Before, yeah, before I, I knew you. The funniest part of uh, of and I wore that with a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the time, Obama was um, super normcore as well. You know, you were in good company. Yeah, he was wearing like Gap jeans. He still probably is. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a fun uh, it's been a fun transition progression. So the the funniest part of your episode to me was just the very beginning when they show you like walking down Michigan Avenue in Chicago, pretending you lived in Chicago at the beginning of your bachelor season. You were already living in L.A. Yeah, it's funny because like I remember. You know, at the time when they when they asked me to be the bachelor, you know, I was there was a lot of thoughts going through my brain and and I was just like, well, you know, it's funny because at that point, you know, there was such a like this structure around how they presented The Bachelor to America. And I said to the producers, just like, listen, I had no anticipation of coming back. I've been living in LA. I'm kind of in this transitional period of my life. I'm taking acting classes. I'm taking improv classes. This is all crazy. But like, I haven't hid that either. You know, I wasn't yeah. like, you know, I was pretty public about it. And they were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll worry about it later. <laughs> and then- they decided, and I think there were some conversations around like, let's move you back to Chicago for a few weeks and kind of like let people know you're in Chicago and even pretend to go back to selling software. There were even conversations about that. And then it was just decided, and I think they made the right choice of like, we know Nick, the audience in a sense. Like the story isn't like, where does Nick come from? And he sells software. It was like, they just leaned into the, 
unlucky in love narrative. And just like, they didn't feel like they had to have a whole get to know you. So like, yeah, those out, those Chicago shots were just, that was because they weren't sure how they were going to position it. And they decided just like, let's not, we don't need to sit there and cover like, you know, the, the, you know, when, when Andy was the bachelorette, like the fake, you know, in court scene where she like, they clearly got like a fake judge yeah. and a fake lawyer and just like the legally know, blonde scene. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they do that because they're trying to have the audience because, you know, get to know their, their lead a little bit more. And they decided like, we just, they know Nick and we'll just lean on the relationship aspect. But it, that is kind of funny thinking, thinking back how, how they wanted to frame the intro. And and also like you're carrying like a messenger bag, which was the style at the time. It just the whole thing was was like was very yeah. funny. I remember they went they went and bought that messenger bag like <laughs> just for that shot. Was it a Timbuk two bag? Perhaps it was. Remember I, those? I don't remember. I was yeah. I've been doing a lot of like recent history YouTube. Like I, like last night I was watching videos of Drake and Rihanna like performing together in Paris in 2014, and I was like, ah, oh, a, a happier time right around the time that you were on the show. Did they air? Uh, I remember the season. Did they air in this goat episode, like me getting into the shower and basically being naked and and blacked out? Uh, you know, blocked out. No, not that I recall. I recall that uh, from I, your season, I, though. I remember that day and like that whole day, and I just was so pissed because the cameraman's like doing the, and I'm just like, why? He was like literally up. Were you naked? Yeah, and I was just like, "Why are we doing this? Like, why so am I basically?" So you were just naked in in front of this camera crew. Yeah, and he's just like, "Oh, this is such a great shot," and I'm just like, "What the fuck is going?" It was like bizarre. That's really uncomfortable. I just, yeah, I remember being mad, and I called up some of the executives. I'm like, "Why are we doing this? I don't understand." And it just was, the shower I mean, scenes up, have always been super gratuitous. Colton's were so gratuitous too. Yeah, it ended up being fine, but I just remember I do I remember that day and being frustrated. Yeah. I don't blame you. Um, how do you feel about Corinne in retrospect? They did show her just like taking her top off in the pool and for you and all the other women watching on. Well, like, that how do you what do you think about that? Moment was uncomfortable. I mean, I recently did this whole like tell all on my Patreon with a bunch of the women, right? And I think yeah, how, all the, how's that been going? Uh really well. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it's all done recorded, all the episodes are out now. Um the Corinne was one of the most interesting ones is because she was probably the most reflective. In our conversation, and like the most, um, yeah, she showed some grace and some regret, and like not oh, regret, like oh, I totally regret it, but like it was, you could tell she has grown up a little bit, and and That's it was interesting. Great. It was interesting to hear her perspective, and it was actually kind of fun to catch up with her. And you know, obviously, the Vanessa one was uh, interesting because it was like the first time we had spoken in years, so. Amazing. Was she nervous to do it at all? I think we both were. Because honestly, we were we we know we knew we both had some strong opinions and and uh we decided to do it in a podcast form. And I think we were really happy the way it turned out, but I think we both went in pretty nervous. Um, how do you feel about her being engaged? I think it's great. Yeah. She found love. Did you I don't know. I don't want to make you rank all of the people that you've had relationships with. And by the way, they include Good, Jen. I'm not going because I'm not going they, to. They include Jen from Bachelor in Paradise. And this is who no I shot also Jen. just who I just recorded with her. And that, that oh. one's pretty on it. Yeah. Nice. She seems lovely. I have no opinion on her. 
But that relationship, the length was much shorter than with Caitlin, Andy, or um, well, actually, Vanessa. in reality, it was maybe one of the longer ones. Did it continue talk, or begin off we air? Talked about uh, you'll have to listen to the episode. Oh wow! Which of those uh, relationships in the moment of the breakup or whatever? With Vanessa, it's hard to say. Like, which felt the most intense? Was so different. I mean, they're all, I mean, the Andy and Caitlin one were in the show, right? Yeah. Uh, in the moment when not even close, the Caitlin one, because the mm. kid, like with the Andy one, it's like I was in the bubble and, and certainly had strong feelings for Andy, but there was always a part of me that was like, what the fuck is going on? And who, you know, like I'm on this show. This is crazy. Right. And with Caitlin, I certainly had more self-awareness because I had gone through that and I had kind of prepared myself. And I even really, I remember saying, no, no matter how confident I am, I do know more than ever having done it that I don't know what's going on on the other side of things. Right. But because Caitlin and our relationship kind of started before the show, it was, it was the most personal and the most kind of out of the blue. And in that moment, probably the most hurtful because I was so like blindsided that yeah that was in that moment the the most um i felt the most with the vanessa I, one with the vanessa one by the time we broke up i w- it was sweet relief uh <laughs> probably probably for both of us though you know like i think we just we we really tried to make it work but we we you know as as i'm sh- you know and other couples have referenced that like when it comes to these uh, bachelor relationships, there's a lot of pressure, public pressure. You're afraid of what people are going to say. And you give it an extra month or two minus when it mm-hmm. probably would have ended in real life, you know, because you're just want to, can we make this work kind of thing? And by the time we, we, uh, parted ways, um, it was clear that that was a no. Yeah. It was. Well, I'm glad you, you gave it the old college try. Definitely was that really the, the first cost. time you talked to her? Because because you've you've been friends. You're friends with Caitlin now and Andy, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I you know I'm glad to say I have all g- positive relationships with all of them now. But that wasn't always. Uh, it, it just you know is kind of raw for for all you know with Caitlin had a, 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 everything to do with her relationship with Sean and her yeah her her not being allowed to have a relationship with me. Um, uh, Andy's Andy and then yeah Vanessa and I didn't talk um, <laughs> Vanessa and I didn't talk for three years I mean after we after I dropped her off at the airport Crazy. there was like a couple there's intense. a couple of like there's a couple of like phone conversations and texts mostly out of like frustration and and but short of that I didn't t- I didn't spoke with her in three years Crazy man you guys lived together you were engaged Yeah Jeez um, well she seems happy now. I have to listen to your yeah. episode with her. She seems happy and I'm happy for her. And I am glad that we were able to connect because um, not that we need to talk, but there's lines of open communication. It was nice to be able to text her congratulations and not wonder if that was weird or not. You know? Mm. Yeah, that's great. I, I feel like you're 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 clearly are good at making friends with your exes afterwards. You need like a grace period and then you can move on. I've always been fine with that. You know, I always kind of put out the olive branch there. With Vanessa, it was, I will say, uh, Vanessa extended the olive branch 
uh, we talk about that. But in Tanette Vanessa's credit, she extended an olive branch about six months ago, of which I did not take. Um, I was still frustrated. I was, you know, and I just uh, I wasn't ready. Damn. Well, she probably she probably like got to a happy place with this new guy and was like, I'm going to make amends with Nick. That's my guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I also think Vanessa and I both kind of wanted to. Um, but yeah. Okay. And uh, Great. but yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm glad I have positive relationships with all of those and even Jen. Uh, all the all those women. <laughs> Have you heard about Rothy's? They are making stylish, sustainable shoes and they make bags for life on the go. They're carelessly crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. In fact, their shoes are seamlessly knit with thread made from plastic water bottles so they're ultra comfy as soon as you slip them on. Rothy's comes in an array of colors, prints, patterns, and styles and their shoes have zero break-in period. Another major bonus, Rothy's are fully machine washable. If they need a refresh, you can simply toss them in the washing machine. Rothy's best-selling shoe, the Point in Black, which Meghan Markle has, has over 3,000 near-perfect reviews. The first time I saw Ashley Aya Kennedy in person, maybe not the first, but one of the more recent times, she was also wearing Rothy's. Rothy owns and operates their manufacturing workshop where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. Vogue calls Rothy's a personal obsession. Plus, Rothy's always come with free shipping and returns. I have two pairs and I love them. I'm happy that summer is almost over because I can get back into my Rothy's. I have the point as well and a really cool gray kind of neutral. I also have the loafers. They're great. You can be like me and Ashley and Meghan Markle. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash bachelor. That's rothys.com. R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash bachelor. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash bachelor today. What's been the weirdest thing to revisit? Like, just like for you, like what small thing? Even, even if like you didn't watch, just kind of like this whole goat series. It's just like they're bringing up a lot of old stuff. Like, what's been the weirdest? Well, I part? watched. I wa- I mean, I, in for the purposes of the Patreon and the Tell Out with the Women, I watched my season back not too long ago. So I didn't watch the goat, but I have recently watched my season, and it, I don't remember feeling as cringy about things watching it when it aired as I do now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, now, you know, a lot more. Also, like you're in media now. It's different. Yeah, that's not why, though. I knew enough then. I was pretty like in on it then. Um, it was just the yeah, some of the bounce. It was just it was I don't know. It was just kind of cringy, you know, to watch it, to watch it back. Um, so, yeah, okay. I, it's, but was- there was no there was no. uh yeah. What was like, it, what moment were you like, I need to cover my eyes? What was the worst? Well, again, there's always a little, like the bouncy castle, the whipped cream with Corinne, all, all the Corinne and stuff again, is weird. It's just like, it's just, I feel like now, even a few years later, people would have a problem with it. Like it just would not but, play in the same way. But the, the problem I have with it, because, and that's, and that's just the way the show is, it's op- oversimplified, right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like how I was being sexualized in that moment, knowing that, like, Nick had sex and he's the sexual bachelor. And I like, mm-hmm. I'm a sex positive guy. I have no problem with that, but it's the way it was going about that. The The reality is like people always say in relationships, I want to have fun with someone and be able to goof around. And like the truth is like an inflatable bouncy castle or whipped cream are all like 
harmless, stupid things that you should be able to do with someone. But it was just the way it was shown in like this over-sexualized, like, you know, the bouncy castle with Corinne in, to, in the show represented some guy who wasn't serious about marriage who just wanted to like fuck around, you know? And in the re- right. I remember in that moment, like hating it and hated doing it. And was this like a willing, it was like, fine. I'll just, I knew the, the producers wanted it. So I was like, whatever, <laughs> we'll get through this and, and be fine. Um, how much did you discuss storylines with producers as you were on your various seasons? Well, I zero on, on K on, on the bachelorette. season. And mm-hmm. and as f- me being the bachelor, I was probably as uh, I, I might have been the most read in bachelor ever. What most what read in kind of like yeah in terms oh, like, of like got it got it uh, like, give you something to say. I know I know Ben a, Ben a lot too. like I think they trusted Ben and I a lot right. Mm-hmm. I think they trusted that we understood the role. And again, I'm not, I don't even say that as like, oh, um, here's, here I am admitting it's all fake. It's just that we understood yeah. that there was like, you could be sincere and look for love and also understood there's a role of making a TV show. And again, it sounds like Claire very much didn't understand that. She took it too literally and wasn't ever willing to be like, I have a little bit of a job to do. You know, <laughs> yes, we, we want you to find love, Claire, kind of thing. And so- I think they trusted Ben and I. And so as a result, they were fine telling us that here's this, this is going to happen. We need this and we need that. And, 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 uh, sometimes if they don't trust their leads, then they're just as in the dark as anyone else. Um, and I think that's part of what happened with Colton, right? Like one of the reasons why things went so sideways there from what I can tell. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't speak on something. I don't know. I wasn't okay. there. Okay, I, fair uh, enough. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched any of the other uh, GOAT episodes? Yeah, I've watched uh, most of them, actually, because, you know, I've been also recapping them. Um, I think for me, it was the most fun to watch Allie's back. Allie's season is really legitimately good. Allie and Jason are my favorite favorite seasons, I think. Jason I just like it because of the the fashion was so bizarre and it wasn't that long ago. The guy's fashion? Rea- All of it, really. That was, I think, the season where everyone was like not prepared for the weather. So they all ended up wearing like the same like t-shirts and hoodies because like they must have been bought them or given them by production or something like that. I like Alley season a lot too. Yeah. That's a fun one. Did you watch it in real time? Um no, I did not. So that was like a first time. So that was kind of fun to to do that. It's the same with Jason's too. Jason's was like, I didn't watch it. So I, I'd certainly remember like it, when it was going on in terms of like American pop culture and, and Molly was from Wisconsin. So I remember hearing about it when I was in Wisconsin, mm. but I had never watched it. They're great. They're just a great couple. I really, if you, that season's on Netflix. You should go back and watch it. The, talk about fashion. Those women. I talked about this when the, when the episode was on. I interviewed um, Natasha and Justine from Two Black Girls, One Rose. It reminded me of all of the sorority, like going out shirts that people used to wear, like when I was in college. That was like the look of when I was in college was all the women on that show. And it, gave, it was horrifying to revisit it. It was so, it was so weird. Oh my God. Um, I'm ready for these goat episodes to be over. And Claire, see, Claire excuse me. Clacia's season is is you know pretty soon. I think it's like August thirteenth. I think they said. Uh no, Oct- October. You mean? Sorry, October thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Uh, I'm super excited for it. I mean, I Me I think 
I think everyone when it when they first started recording Claire's season, you know, with COVID being what it was, and then the excitement around Matt James, there were I think a lot of people who were just like, let's just get to Matt James's season. And now with this kind of drama and all this stuff. I think we're still excited about Matt James, but we're going to we're going to wait for it and re- I think we want to see what happened because it sounds like a lot happened. It sounds like it was crazy. Uh and I'm really curious how much they recorded. I'm really curious what they're going to show. I'm really curious how they're going to frame. What's your uh, guess? What's your guess? So here's what we know. This is on, I'll say it so you, you don't have to. Claire was uh recorded or was in production of her season of the Bachelorette from like opening night for 12 days and then she chooses apparently she chooses a man and they are together now and then Tasha comes in so wh- I talked about this with Rachel it's a lot of speculation what's your guess for how she's introduced I I don't know I'm really curious like I think there's a lot of options I'm more curious about how they show the Claire stuff mm-hmm. right because even with the promotions, it's it's not like they're just starting over with Taisha. Like they're right. going to use this Claire stuff. They're still promoting Claire. So I really want to see how it unfolds. Like I've started to hear some r- reliable, oh interesting rumors, and, and uh, I'm really curious how much they <laughs> protect Claire or show what happens. I. I hope we see what happens. 2020 tire fire. Let's just see everything that's gone askew or everything that's gone wrong this year. And there's been a lot so far and I want to yeah. see it. Show, show us the unvarnished I, uh, truth of this season. I agree. I, I don't want, I don't, I don't want them to go out of their way to make Claire worse. I don't want them to punish her. I don't want them. Me neither. Quite frank, quite frankly, whatever Claire did has how, I mean, they're going to use this, right? I think yeah, we've course. talked about this. Like, they can't have this happen. Over, this can't be the new norm. There will be no more Bachelor franchise in a couple of seasons if people are just quitting and they have to bring in people. But for the sake of this season, it's a great thing from a promotional standpoint. So I don't want them to try to punish her, or give her a bad edit. But I do, I agree with you. I want them to show what happens. And I, it's from what I'm hearing that it could, it could go really badly for her. Have you heard from, heard from her? No. Interesting. Are you guys friends? Uh, we're friendly. I mean, I you know, a friends to the point where when she was attached to the Bachelor, I DM'd her and said, "Congratulations! I'm excited for you." She <laughs> said, "Thanks." That was the extent of our friendship. So, um, but like, Claire is an emotional person. She takes things very literally, and she she just you know again. You can you can give her props that she was very much I'm I'm here for love and and that's the only priority I have and and she seemed to really lean into that and um, and how she went about it might you know it sounds like that might be what opens her up for criticism but we'll see I, I'm really curious um, you know is she still with this guy by the time it airs I'm gonna say we're like end of October early November right? but so by the that's time- going to be two months yeah. uh, of her let's say she meets this guy this Dale guy that everyone's speculating right and so um, it sounds like she you know wait, let's assume that she was DMing with this guy and then she's like so into this guy he shows up 
she's just like, no, screw it. I want to, this is my guy. And she just like, I'm in love with him. He's in love with me. And I found love. I'm done. Here we go. They don't know each other, right? So now two months later, are they still together? I mean, that could go really badly. It's a good question. That could go really badly for Claire if by the time uh, it, it, it airs and they have some sort of after the final rose and they can update with Claire and, and, and Dale's like, Ugh, you know, I don't know. Or Claire's like, eh, then I think that can go really bad. And if Claire's in love and it's like a happy love story, then then I think everyone's going to be happy. And and so I'm really curious. I, who knows? For her sake, I really hope they're still together. I just feel like this woman, she's been through a lot. She's been on the show many times. Let's see. She was on Winter Games. She was on Paradise. She was on Juan Pablo. Is that is that it? Was she on any other ones? Paradise times two? I'm not entirely sure. I think, well, I'm just yeah. thinking, you know, they, they constantly refer to you as the guy who's on four times. But Claire, is she on five times? I mean, listen, that's, yeah, personally, that's really annoying because at this point, I don't even think I'm second or third in terms of most appearances, you know? (laughs) Who's ahead uh, of you? Who's ahead of you? uh, I think there's a lot of people tied with me. Mm. Yeah, I guess that there are many people who've gone to Paradise many times. Nick, when are you going to get the call up to be the bartender in Paradise? Well, I mean, would you do it? I mean, I mean, if it was like an episode or two, it sure could be fun. I mean, like there's like, it's like a harmless thing to do. Sure. But I mean, it's what do you think well about um, Jojo hosting a few episodes with Chris Harrison? It's great. I mean, up. like, well, yeah. So like, obviously with COVID, I think Chris was planning on not being filming, not filming. Of course, that's fair. I'm a Jojo fan. She's obviously well liked in the franchise. I think it's cool. I think it was smart and cool for them to bring in a woman. Agreed. Agreed um, for the Bachelorette in particular. Even if it was the Bachelor, I think of all the people they could have brought in, I think it was smart for them to bring in a woman. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's cool. It's great. I'm desperate for some new Bachelor content. It's been a long time. This is the longest we've gone without new content. It has. I, I am, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, having started to talk to some of the producers, I think they feel good about what they did. I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be different. And uh, I think, yeah, I think people are going to be talking about it. And as far as how they bring in Tasha, I really have no idea because I just don't know how things go down with Claire, right? Can't and it, it sounds like they didn't really start over. It sounds like Tasha got what was ever left of whatever Claire chopped. Interesting. So they didn't bring back dudes who weren't already there. I guess with quarantine, they probably didn't have that much time. I don't, I, I don't believe so. And yeah, and I think a lot had to come down with like quarantine and timing and like if they left the bubble, et cetera, et cetera. I hope Tasha finds someone she likes. I think there's a bit of a misnomer how much they cast for the lead specifically. They so don't at like, all. Yeah. So it could be like, it could, you know, it might as well be the same guy I should have gotten anyway, but still, 100%. Like, yes, they didn't cla- cast for Claire any more than they casted for Tasha. other than the fact that I think while quarantine was happening, they I think they tried to age up a little bit for, yeah. for Claire. But other than like looks and type and personality, they weren't they weren't meant for Claire any more than they were meant for Tasha. So I think you, it could easily be a better f- cast of men for Tasha than Claire. You never, you never know. But it sounds like Tasha is only going to get like 15 and 20, not 30 to pick from. Is it, could that, could that play to her advantage? Would it, could it be better to start with a smaller pool? 
maybe it just depends on who's in the pool. I right. heard that uh, even early on, Claire was incredibly definitive to the point of maybe letting, you know, for all the, you know, for all the talks out there of like, oh, the producers make all the decisions, right? Not true, right? And, and there were, I know, I've heard that there were some really good guys, and by good guys, some guys that sent home that some of the producers were really optimistic about. Uh-huh, interesting. And, and, and Clara was like, nah. And like those guys could have easily been, you know, great guys for Tasha. Damn. Okay. Well, and and, can't and wait like to Claire see. made Claire made those decisions, and so the 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 the, the, Claire, the decisions that Claire made early on definitely are going to impact Tasha, one way or the other. It truly is a season of Claisha. Okay, um, Nick. We're just curious. Final question for you. What what have you been watching? Like what what's filling your time during quarantine? Uh, I just watched Perry Mason on HBO. Mm. So that was pretty good. Okay. Um, Any other reality TV? Reality TV? No, I have not. Any Selling Sunset for you? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. What about Million Dollar Beach House? I have not watched that. No. Only I plan and, to discuss that on Wednesday, or excuse me, on Thursday on this podcast. Uh, I I'm I believe I'm having um, uh, some uh, Selling Sunset uh, on my podcast. Shortly, oh. so I've been prepping for that. How exciting. I talked to the creator, Adam DeVello. I, I saw that. Nicely done. Thank you. Um, I can't wait to find out who you talk to. I hope it's Chriselle. Although, I feel like you and Christine could really have a great conversation. Uh, Chriselle might be that person. Ooh, teaser. Cool. Have to tune in. Um, Nick, thank you for joining me today. It's great to see your face. So good to see you. Your glowed up face now that you live in Los Angeles and not fakely in Chicago. Um, I hope to see you soon in person. And like I said, I'll be back on Thursday. Thursdays going forward, people, to discuss Million Dollar Beach House, which you should watch on Netflix. It's silly fun. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. 